With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I am... Oh, wait, go ahead. We oh, decided. I am T, your open relationship navigator. <laughs> and I am A, your modern-day courtesan. Right, right. We're going to do the TNA in, in correct order. We don't want to confuse you. It's not at. It's TNA. <laughs> right. Anyway. Okay. So... What's going on tonight? Yes, tonight we have uh, a delightful guest named Diego Walraff. He's and very cute. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and not, aside from just being cute, he's a sexological body worker, massage therapist, and tantra practitioner, which just makes him better at what he does. Uh, <laughs> so, so I like this. You know, Diego helps guide individuals and couples through a transformational journey to enhance their sexual experience and helps bring sensuality, intimacy, and vibrancy into their lives for AKA. personal growth, grounding, increased creativity, sexual healing. The list goes on and on. That's like a more um, modern way of saying Don Juan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, I think we underestimate that, um, the value of learning how to be a Don Juan. Exactly. That everyone has God a Don Juan in them. there are some men to teach. <laughs> yeah. <So>, yes. <laughs> but he can teach men and women, I think. I think so, too. Yes, he's yeah. nodding. Yes. <laughs> And, and anything in between. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> That's true. I mean. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to chat with him. We have lots of questions. And um, how, was, uh, how was your week? I, what's going on? Okay. First of all, I just want to say I had this whole fantasy of being in studio with Diego because, he, again, he's very cute. And I'm like, oh, it'll be great. Like, I don't know. Whatever. You know. Me and T and Diego and little. So meanwhile, T, T and Sexual I. healer. I'm sorry, my mind goes. I need a little healing. Right. So and but T and I. T has been the most amazing friend today, and she's helped me move. And so I helped been, you move. I carried heavy things. Yes, yes. And she tore her hands up as mine are torn up, and we're totally disgusting. And um, anyway, so now I'm like sweaty in a t-shirt and jeans, which I never wear and sneakers of all things, no makeup, <laughs> no shower, dusty. It works for me. This is not my fantasy at all. <laughs> Actually, I was admiring the, the Fraggle Rock effect of your hair as well. It's, it's probably the most uh, sort of tussled I've seen it, um, oh which I think is great. This it's is actually how I leftover bedhead. It, it looks like bedhead. A couple days Is ago. Is it leftover bedhead from a, yes. a lover in bed or just a little tossing and turning It was from a nightmares? marathon. I have a story to tell. Oh, good. I've, I've met a person. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man. <laughs> and actually, this was, this was like, yes, the bedhead is symbolic of it all because it was the, I went to bed with my hair wet where activities, you know, 
created my bedhead situation until sure. morning. And it's like, I literally had a bird's nest in the back of my head like I've never had before. Sure, where you have Which to do is very, the, where you just condition it in the shower and, and maybe yes, even... Yes, right, And you can't even brush it. Nope. The, and then I had to go out in public with it. Oh, God. It was like a badge. badge well, I, yeah. I mean, look, this works for me. This goes back to me not wearing deodorant for the last two months. <laughs> this is right up that alley. You know, like we just moved things. If anything, it's increased the pheromonal presence in this room. Exactly. We've got our, it was beyond tousled. Right. Crazy bedhead and, oh God, we just sound really unattractive, I think. I, I'm arguing just the, the case, opposite. I promise. I, I agree with you. <laughs> smells yeah. really good in here. <laughs> exactly. Diego gets it. He knows what's up. He's we'll smart. chat with him about, about body odor and deodorant and his <laughs> thoughts on that. Um, if you've been listening in an earlier episode, A, bravely smelled my armpit and I approved it. She said it I did. Good. I, it was a turn on. Thank you. I was turned on. That's good. So you want to hear about my my. I do, yeah. So sure, there's that guy, but more interestingly, you had an experience with a client... Well, I had juxtaposing experiences. Mm. So it has to do with, um, what should we name? Toss bedhead? We'll call him bedhead. Sure. So it had to do with bedhead guy, which was on like one end. And the other end was a client, another, a different, a client I had. To clarify, they weren't in bed together on opposite ends. <laughs> no. They were just <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on the right opposite end of her experience uh, on the, spectrum. Thank you. Thank you, T. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it was literally, they might have even happened in the same day. Um, one was a... One was just a sensual massage, actually. And uh, it, anyway, it, I, I've just become much and much less tolerant of being touched in this specific way. Is this the experience you're talking about? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, and and it's, it's this mindless touching. And I was so angry when – and this is a regular client that I've seen for years. And he, he's lovely and nice. In fact, he doesn't say anything at all. But we have a we have a lovely little dynamic, nonverbal dynamic. Yes. Words. I'm yes. a huge fan of the anyway, right. foreign I, it's magical. relationships. Right. It's amazing how much you learn about someone. He's without never dialogue. bothered me until today or whenever that day, a few days ago, when I just couldn't stand it. And I'm literally like screaming this blog in my head. Uh, so you'll probably read about it soon. But uh, yeah, I can't stand. It's like this mindless touching. And I want whoever's listening just please, God, don't touch this way. There is such a huge difference. Have sex tonight and make an effort to mindfully touch. Well, but it goes so much deeper than that. And we'll talk with Diego about this, I'm sure. But I feel like, and I get this, every client I see is like, oh, well, what do you like? Tell me what you like. And what do you want me to do? And how do you want me to touch you? And I'm like, you know what? It's not, believe me, there is no technical thing in the world, I don't think, that you could do to me that probably I haven't experienced somewhat before. It's about what's underneath your touch. And if you're touching me, like if your hand is acting like a fucking worm or like it feels like a needy worm, I don't know. <laughs> Clearly I have judgment. I'm frustrated. At, you know what it makes me think Mindlessly batting at my vulva. It's like a, a pinball machine when you don't want the ball, you know, and you're not paying attention to the ball coming and you just sort of swat at the pinball machine buttons. Yes. And I'm trying to, and I'm trying <laughs> you're like, to, oh, I hit the ball. Yes. Oh, I hit the ball. And then eventually it falls through yeah. because you're mindlessly. Right. And so, and, and it, it just makes me, it's so mad. And it makes me mad because it's, um, it's an invasion. It's like they're not sharing anything. They're not even present. Like I can sense what's. I can sense what what I what they are giving or not giving, and there's nothing there. I feel like they're they're like I don't, either thinking about work 
or probably fantasizing about something which isn't in the room with me. They're certainly not thinking about my vagina and how that or I would like to be touched or what my experience is. They're nothing. None of this. Mm. If you touch people this way, fucking stop because it's I'm angry. Okay, but I'm, I have I'm to beyond, say, and I don't get angry very often. But can I say <laughs> but I'm angry? Okay, about this. Well, it's interesting that you're getting that you're finding a sensitivity <clears throat> to it right now. You know, less tolerance. Yeah, less tolerance for it. I was sensitive. I knew it was happening before, but I didn't mind. It's like, oh, it's okay. Just it's his thing. It's just where he's at. And and I'm like, no. I'm just. I have more. I need you to share. No. Yes. Share with me. I'm I'm no wall. I'm no longer willing to sacrifice myself in that way for you to to. Right. You can't grow up. Is what I'm saying. Play with my toy in the sandbox if I can't play with yours. No. It's not about me wanting to play with their toy. It's about share yourself through your touch. Yeah. Share yourself through your touch. Right. That's it. That's Which, it. Can I make a bumper sticker? Yes. I think Share that's a great idea. Make t-shirt. a bumper sticker. <gasps> a t-shirt. We're making bumper stickers. Don't worry. You can get them on our website. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but really. All right. Wait. But, but okay, the sex so, thing. So this week, let me say this, because I, I noticed, you know, I, I was with my boyfriend and I, and I had sort of a lot of thoughts on my head and it was sort of taking me longer to reach orgasm. Not that, you know, you can have multiple or it's or a sexual experience can be very expansive, but in this particular case, I had a lot of thoughts on my mind, and I was having a harder time focusing. Mm-hmm. And I would say that my touch wasn't fully connected. You know, I wasn't delivering I've been fully. On, sure, I've been on that end. Right. And it's amazing how much it stifles your orgasm as well. And I, I find it's that I don't yeah. normally have this sort of stalling problem. <laughs> so, Any insights? Um, I think that it, well, the insight is probably that I, you know, need to do some meditation, get my massage, you know, take a hot bath, whatever. self-work. Yeah, and do some self-work because there's a lot of little ideas zinging through my head right now that weren't allowing me to, um, to like yeah, be present. Be there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I think maybe I'm dealing with stresses that I haven't taken the time to handle. Yeah. So I think it, well, it's good, but, you know, to take the time to go, oh, okay, there's something off here. Yeah. You know, not just, oh, uh, you know, I. That's like in the bedroom with the orgasm, this kind of thing. I mean, it's a great moment to go, oh, like it's a barometer for whatever's happening sure. in your life, right? So taking a moment to acknowledge that. Yeah. Checking with yourself. Yep. Did you, A, have some thoughts you wanted to finish on, on your my story? Yeah. Well, there's the other end of the spectrum. Oh, right. Right. This person that I've met. Yeah. So you <laughs> can, so when you met him, do you think that that maybe even threw the tolerance off because you go, wow, there's such a richer world out here. I knew there's a richer world because I give the richer world so that I, I know, and this isn't being cocky. It's just, I, I'm perceptive and I know what I'm giving. And so I know that it's out there and I, no, I, I, I know that you I know it's out there, but experiences with men as well Okay, that aren't like, you know, fucking mechanical worms in between your legs. But no, I don't know. I don't know. Because he was after he was after the mm. mechanical guy. But um but I think I've met a match. And I don't feel like I've really met a match in in a long time in the sense that um sorry, I'm keep smacking and you're going to yell at me. T's trying to teach me radio etiquette and I'm failing. <laughs> so never failing. The Always person a work who's in smacking their lips is a Sorry. <laughs> it's not coming so bad. out. It's fine. <laughs> okay, anyway. I would never chastise you on air. Well, well, I just I threw it out there. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So I'm I so yes, I feel my premonition is that I feel like I'm about to embark on a tremendous journey with this person who is older, who is um he is uh I don't know what I don't know. I I don't know how to define this. But it's very interesting and magical and I'm 
there's a few interesting things happening. One is that, again, and, and I was looking at this, I was, I was sort of analyzing this a little bit since I just had that mechanical experience. And I'm like, what's the difference here? Again, mechanically, he's not really doing anything incredibly different, but there's just so much more in his touch. And, and it was, it was that, it was the sharing thing. Like he was, even if his focus is totally on me and I'm not, if I'm, even if I'm not really in contact or actively doing anything to him, there's still like a, a cycle or something happening where he's giving of like on a deeper level, like of himself, not just doing these mechanical things to make me have this amazing orgasm. And, um, it was, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, but my other experience with that is that I started actually getting insecure, which was an interesting thing. I started oh. having these insecure thoughts coming into my mind. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Right. Yeah. Where I'm like, so, because I know, I know that he's in a position to teach me something uh-huh. and, and which I'm excited by, but a part of me, and, and I wasn't even thinking about it, actually, I just saw these thoughts come in. It's like, um, wondering what is he thinking? Am I pleasing him? Uh, like, I feel like this could be really the beginning of something like a, a, a genuine, great, some level of, re- of relationship or something where we're in each other's lives to some degree longer. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> and, um, and it's like, how do you know, how does he feel about me? And it's like all these insecure thoughts, right? I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I think, I think what it was is, and I'm, I was like, hell no, hell no. I'm like, mm-hmm. this has been an amazing experience. I'm not about to kill it with my own like, you know, insecure thoughts or whatever. I'm like, fuck this. So I, I ended up just releasing into being, you know, fine. Okay, fine. He, he has something to teach me or that I'm going to learn something from this experience or yeah, fuck it. Maybe I fall in love and it's totally one-sided, whatever. But I, I leaned into it and I stopped resisting it. And then the thoughts went away and my, I became confident again. Hmm. I became confident in my, in my, in my, uh, ignorance, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sexually ignorant, but but it is interesting that. Um, no, but I'm sometimes about to learn. I mean, in life, things. in in any field, but and then also sexually, there are those moments where you go, "Oh, I'm learning something new." Yeah, which is exciting. It has, a, and let me just say because I know a lot of people are going to be listening that I care about deeply and care about me deeply, and we have dynamics. And just because I just want to say that what I have with this guy doesn't like it doesn't take away from anything that I have with anybody else. Right, right. Well, which I, I would just agree need to with. Put that on the record. In my open relationship, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, I mean I think that's what's fascinating is how yeah doesn't mean I don't enjoy the other experiences. It's, yes, it's just a different dynamic. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I mean it's interesting what brings. I mean, there's so many things at play that create that kind of chemistry, Mm. right? Because yes, he does have that more sensitive touch where he is sharing, but there's also something about your individual connection that's making you, maybe making him share more willingly than maybe the other person. I mean, sometimes it is just as simple as someone hasn't learned, you know, to have that generous touch. Um, Yeah, I, I think in some ways, you know, I've had... Um, you know, sexual relationships or whatever with people where it is a very beautiful connection and it's good, but I don't have that deeper yearning for them. Um, mm-hmm. Where I don't, I don't know, is it, you know, sort of mind, body, spirit aligned or something? It's just the body's aligned and you go, yeah, really? that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and you know, what makes me commit 
or, you know, commit to my boyfriend in the less traditional sense, <laughs> uh, but, you know, live with him, work with him, feel aligned with him. Yeah. Um, more than, more than someone else. You know, um, I guess I'm sort of just posing that question that there's, I don't know. I'm know, very intrigued because, there. yes. And I, and I feel like this is going to be a revelatory experience also because, um, the, the type of love or situation that I've always dreamed of that I, and I've, and I have questioned, it's like, I know it's possible. I know it's possible. I do deep down. It might not be for till a hundred years from now, but I know it's possible. <laughs> but, um, but I do doubt sometimes I'm like, shit, maybe I'm just wrong and I need to like give in and I've got this all backwards or something. Uh, but he gives me faith and I'm like, shit, maybe actually, because he's, uh, mm. he's, he, we have a, he's a very, um, he says it very much more poetically than I probably will barf out, but something about, uh, just about the confinements of relationship. And I really sense in him a capacity, like a capability of really fully giving himself and being mm. present and fully being there with me without reserving or holding back out of fear because we're not going to have some solid structured relationship and, and that freedom to for both of us to just go and flounder, you know, bounce around the world and do whatever we want is there while there's this automatic, like, connection that, yeah, I don't know, so, so I don't know. I'm just saying, like, right. it's going to be really interesting as this plays out and maybe I'll never see him again. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I yeah, I, I, I think hope. it's interesting the people that you end up having, like, a sexual bond with, it feels sometimes like you're passions are tied to whatever it is that you're focusing on at that time, mm-hmm. like where your energy is going for, like what you're looking for in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. I'm hitting yeah. walls with him. I have, I was like bumping my head against all these sexual ba- walls within myself and there's nothing I can Boundaries put. you can say. Well, yeah, but it's not like, <laughs> it's not like, oh, he wants to do anal and I don't want to do anal. It's not like those kinds of boundaries. They're, it, they're, it's totally internal, emotional not being able to let go on a different level. Like I keep hitting these walls with him. And I, and I think that's where the insecurity was coming from because right. it's like, Oh fuck. Like I can't go there. I can't I'm feeling badly about not being strong enough or whatever enough to, to go there and feeling right. incapable. But I'm, but that, I think that's what I gave into. It's like a fine. I'm, I'm having the, I'm, I'm ch- being challenged right now. That's okay. But it's, it's interesting that like that, yeah, I don't know, blah, blah. I'm still processing, so I can't really verbalize it quite well. No, I, I think that's really interesting, um, which, and Diego's a great guest for today to talk about that, about these energy <laughs> releases. Well, and, and being able to channel that and being aware. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I, it's funny what you're talking about, having those little moments of doubt that bubble up, because I had that as well with my kind of the latest lover on the, you know. Of what's possible. You mean your doubts of no, no, your personal, oh, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's interesting. Once I sort of had a, a status quo in a way, like my boyfriend and you know, one lover, it's like things are calm and I'm sure of myself. And then this other person comes in and I'm learning new things with him. And I, yeah, and I had these moments where little questions or doubt comes up. And I go, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'm as interesting as he is, or you know, I'm learning new things. Um, give into it. Right. Yeah. No. And I, I'm, yeah, I usually, I think this comes back to, you can channel your focus. I mean, you choose what, so, so when I see those questions kind of come up, I go, oh, it's not that important. I don't need to focus on that. It's a bit like when I was in college, like my whole family has this thing about, 
hair loss and my grandmother, her hair thinned, and my cousin was like, my hair is thinning, and all the women in the family were going out with their hair thinning. So then I panicked, and then I was like using Rogaine for a while. It was crazy, and people would compliment my hair all the time. They'd be like, you, your hair is so beautiful. I had like wavy, luscious hair, and I... I was like, oh, thanks, but paranoid. And then one day I was like, this is ridiculous. The amount of energy I'm putting into this, and my hair is fine. It's fine. And I just stopped focusing on it, and, and the problem went away. My hair is fine. It hasn't changed since. So you just don't, yeah, you, so you just don't give power to it. Right, I yes. Guess. Yeah, I think that's the, what I'm saying. I mean, sometimes there is a real problem. I had a friend who came to me and said, I remember you had that, <laughs> that concern about hair. And she goes, my roommate's having issues. And I said, honestly, she probably has some vitamin deficiency. And I said, I think in college I wasn't eating a rounded diet. I wasn't diverse enough. And I think that was actually the hair issue. Um, or just paranoia. Youthful All of the above. paranoia. Right. But that's, that's the point is the yes, minute that something there is an starts issue that needs. entering a level of paranoia, it's usually best to just kind of shut it down, kind of go, you know what, I'm going to move my focus. I agree focus. with you. Cho- just, yeah, don't try to crunch it because it'll just make it worse. Just Let's get Diego to chime in right. after this break. All right. Here's a sexy <laughs> song. <laughs> All I really want to know is if you ever gonna show because now we're moving too slow. If you want it golden gold All I really want to know Is if you ever gonna show Cause now we're moving too slow If you want it golden gold All I really want to know Is if you ever gonna show Cause now we're moving too slow if you want to go, then go If you want to go, then go If you want to go, then go All I have is, all I have is you This is Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I am T, your open relationship navigator. And I'm A, your modern-day courtesan. Okay, so before we say hello to Diego Walraff, who is our guest and, let me get this word right, sexological body worker, I just want to note that the song we were just listening to is yeah. the Dutch band or women's musical group called Adam, or A-D-A-M, uh-huh. and they actually made this video where they're being a, ma- a masturbator using a vibrator yeah. while they sing that song. Yes. Um, on camera. So you don't see below their waists, but it's their physical rea- or their facial, facial. reactions yeah, yeah, yeah. to it, which is a lot of fun. So I was arguing that I don't know that I could actually orgasm that no way because I'm like, way. I lay on my stomach and kind of get some pressure going. Why and then I have to like looking... gyrate in a certain pattern. And they're looking into the camera. So they're fo- it's not like they're like not focused, focused on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, They're a couple like of them looking... kind of close their eyes, and and one of them keeps going, you know, touching her forehead because she's, you know, which feels genuine. That would take such mental focus for me. I think I'd have to be a Buddhist monk to be able to orgasm that way. Well, so with, to not have 
Let's bring Diego in because he know. was saying that it, with the Hitachi vibrator, he thinks that. Well, give me a fucking Hitachi vibrator. What the Sitting in a chair <laughs> while singing your song. Really? <laughs> a is being vibrated gonna, right now. I'm going to test this right now. I'm going to do the show. Okay. Actually, I think next week we should try it now that we've done While this we're doing discussion. the show? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't orgasm in front of all of you. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. funny because the orgasm is so private, obviously. Like, right? I mean, right. I mean, you orgasm sometimes in front of your lover, right? I mean, ideally, everyone's orgasming with their partner, their sexual Hopefully, partner. Hopefully, yes. I know, but some are not, right? But it's, I think it's a lot of people are very shy about it. But I'm almost, the more I'm like reading literature about it, and the more I'm having different partners and my boyfriend, the more I kind of think, yeah, why, you know, why, what is the embarrassment about having an embarrassing. orgasm? Just, I think it's such a, because it's such a vulnerable thing. It's it is like vulnerable. You, it's like you're putting to yourself space. totally out there. So Diego's <laughs> 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 raving. No, I want to say something. Say something. It's it's such a sacred moment. Yes. And yeah. he, he, okay, so I I work in the field of sexual healing. Okay. Right. Okay. And I was someone who maybe felt a lot of shame around orgasm. Not maybe, for sure. Catholic schoolboy. Yeah. Okay. And I'm the classic case of daddy walking in while I was masturbating. I didn't know. And being scolded. Or. It was worse than that. Oh. The eyes were rolling and we never, ever exchanged a word around this. Yeah. It was silenced to a point of, this is so shameful. I didn't we see can't even We're not discuss. even going to discuss it. Wow. I had done something else a few weeks prior, too. I had stolen from a big department store, and I had stolen like Christmas presents because I didn't have enough money to, to purchase presents for everyone. And I was taken to the police station. My dad had to pick me up. And the message to my mom was, today we stole. <laughs> So we did talk about that. I had to go to confession the next day. And so something so bad as stealing, we talked about. This sexual piece, I suffered until I think I went to sexological bodywork school. I had no idea I had an issue with that. Wow. And we, we do something called masturbation coaching mm-hmm. and masturbation witnessing, right. which yeah, is yeah. An, an extremely powerful practice. Yeah. And so, so much happens in that. Yeah, I have to say that I, um, for a long time, felt like masturbating was just whatever. I don't, you know, I would sort of just do it like, all right, got off and go to sleep now. And it, it was actually a book that I read. It was Nina Hartley's Guide to Sex. And there was a whole yeah. chapter in it about yeah. like, Take time. Like, this is time for yourself. Oh, yeah. Pleasure your body. Touch yourself. Enjoy it. That's my me time, baby. Right. Like, take an hour. You know, an and I had sort hour. of never done that. Well, wow. I know. I don't know that I take an hour even after a 20 minutes I can take an hour. But, no, but it's still, it, it illuminated, you know, a little light switch yeah, went yeah. on for me where I said, oh. So, yeah, I'm not doing that at all. I'm just sort of, like, imagining something graphic in my head and, right. you know. And, and so we started learning in the coaching. I'm like, how am I going to coach someone or me coaching a woman on how to masturbate? And it's like, well, the consciousness needs to come in, conscious touch, and perhaps shaking up the routine. Don't mm-hmm. use your left, you know, don't use the right hand. Lose, use the left one. Don't start right there. Just touch your feet first. Touch your legs mm. first. Caress yourself first. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Get into the mind-body setting mm-hmm. so that your entire body becomes an instrument for sensation. Can I ask you a question? So you, so you were dealing with a lot of shame. Yes. Okay. How did that... How did that show in your sexual dynamic or in your sexual expression? I just want to know because in my mind, I'm envisioning someone who has been like 
it, it is severely afflicted to where like if I'm having sex with a younger you, I'd be like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah. But I, I, I'm curious to know if it's perhaps if the effects were actually quite subtle externally, but it was more of an internal thing. Like, I'm just asking, what is it? What did yeah, that look your, like your arc. in your like if I was having sex with a younger you, like, did you not breathe then when you orgasmed? Oh. Or is it just like the were you closing orgasm. your eyes when you were having sex? Was it like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, according to my wife at the time, making love to me was like with no other lover. So it was like all two thumbs up. She was a ballerina. Everything was really sensual and so forth. Now, oh, this is probably too private, but um, <laughs> I'm going to just... I'm, I'm not going to push you. Okay. I'm going to push it. Um, <laughs> Go for it. I was going to say I won't. I'm going to push it. Um, I realized in conversations that she actually um, may have experienced sexual abuse in childhood. Mm -hmm. So I met a partner that wasn't pushing me to grow in this sexual arena. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. orgasm per se or reaching these amazing feelings of climaxing, that wasn't a thing. But oral sex or anything around direct penetration around the genitals, she didn't like Mm -hmm. Um, oral stimulation, me going down on her, vice versa, so-so, masturbating in front of each other as a sexual practice and turn-on did not exist. I would sometimes, very sadly, if Mm -hmm. I felt the need to connect and it wasn't happening, leave the bed, lay down on the floor where she could not see me, and then masturbate right there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this this because it's hot, right? Because it's kind of sexy? What if she saw me? Or was this a little bit of a dysfunction, so to speak? I didn't know until I went to sex school, uh, the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality, where we were pushed to have being witnessed during masturbation that I realized, oh my God, the weight of this uh, event back then just laid on me like a ton of bricks. And when I finally did it, it was like, oh my God, my, I just witnessed my dad sitting with me during masturbation and everything's good now. So, but so it did, so it wasn't affecting your life, your actual sexual life with partners so much. Overtly not. I think that my search started really silently. Yes. And it lasted for about 17, 18 years. And then came the moment where, where I realized this is not working for me. And I had to come out and uh, I, was, I started exploring with tantric partners. I had never been touched so profoundly with a complete stranger through like a tantric session. And I started exploring my sexuality on a whole different level. And at some point that led to separation and to a whole awakening and coming out and embracing this need and desire for sex school, you know, like re, you know, reorganizing, reprogramming yeah. everything. So I went through the school literally for my own healing and now I can um, support others in that. Do you, and so, right, so separation as in with your partner at the time? No, at the time oh. we weren't separated. Um, oh, sorry, I just, when you were talking about separate, you just, you threw that word out in the kind of list it of led your you growth. To separation. It, it did lead to separation about 17 years uh, wow. into the relationship. Yeah. Okay, so I I that, just curious, I think we were talking earlier before we were on air about just relationships and our own connections with people and um, and need and love. And I mean, you know, do you outgrow a partner or do you, you know, is that partner willing to come along with you in this exploration or can they be empathetic to that? I don't know. I guess I was I curious about it. Exists, yeah. All of it. I think our partner's uh, relationship is a teacher. And at some point, the moment arrives where the upgrade is necessary and either you do it with that partner or you have to leave and on to the next yeah because either they're sort of upgrading 
or shifting something to where uh, to where yes it's challenging you in a new way or yeah there's something you need to explore within them or or not i liked what you were saying earlier diego about you know us upgrading our cell phones and and doing it so regularly and um and openly right it's not there's no stigma around it but i think in relationships that can sound offensive or wrong or somehow not politically correct and you're going well it doesn't mean upgrade the person no but Upgrade, can we both upgrade together? Are can we, we upgrade growing? the operating system around relating and sexuality? And I, I'm like absolutely not only there, sure, but in yeah. other areas as well. There's three areas in life where we don't need to do a license, where we don't have to have a certificate, and that's parenting, sexuality, and relationship. Mm-hmm. In those three areas that are hugely important for life, we can just kind of go about it as we feel and stumble around and, and just kind of figure it out as we go. Mm-hmm. I say no. It's stop everything and go to fucking school if you will i'm not saying like a specific school but let's let's start dialogue around this let's 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 put something together that has to do with teaching around sexuality around parenting or or relationship so yes these upgrades need to happen because otherwise the the hardware won't work the apple does it very smartly every so and so many months you get the the memo upgrade your system but the personal operating system, you know, yeah, stays no old school. Yeah, in with you. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I think all that means is taking time to basically download, like check in with yourself and download new understandings that you've gained from your experiences instead of blindly going through these experiences, whether it's with coworkers or people like, you know, the guy who cut you off or whatever. Like we have all these experiences, but if we just glaze over them, you're not like downloading the information from them. And, and you know, and downloading these informations is not going to be pleasant. Right. No. We talked a little bit about that. I mean, I just mentioned outside of the comfort zone. So when we're faced with a situation that potentially can upgrade us, it doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look like, oh, yeah, I think I want to try that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's going to look like the bitch is hitting you and it's like, fuck, I, I think I'm hitting a wall. It's time to upgrade and I don't know how and it's freaking me out. This right. is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Not to the point where you pull the red car because then now, now right. you're, you're disconnected. But, okay, oh, this is what this looks like. I don't know how to do this. Can, can we start there? Yeah. And we do all this because it gives us deeper experience, deeper experiences, deeper sexual experiences. Well, but it keeps you healthy in a way. Yeah. It keeps you uh, functional. Functional, really. I mean, I, I think that there are, you know, if you don't Well, it keeps you from being a mechanical toucher. Yes, absolutely. And the mechanical toucher has a role in your life also. I know, the I way know. you shifted when you went from the mechanical toucher to the next one, it was like you wouldn't have had that experience if the mechanical toucher hadn't been right there before as an as a really intense experience. You reached a point of like the... stop it already. I'm upset now at this mindless touching. Yeah. Look at this guy. Oh my god. He's present. He's sharing himself with me. You know, like these teachings come like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, yes. 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 Sorry, we had and a yes. little interrupter. So <laughs> 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 I'm barged into our intimate. It's okay. Discussion. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, okay, great. So you, um, okay. So, so you just became more, did you just, you just, knew that there was more to it 
to yes. your whole to yes. everything, and so you just so, out of curiosity, you're like more more than curiosity. So I, I have a teacher, Mantak Chia is his name. He's like Grandmaster Mantak Chia Taoist, blah blah blah. He brings it down to one formula that really resonates with me.、Um, sexual energy is the chief commander of qi. We must cultivate it for health, wealth, and longevity.、Mm-hmm. That rings so true to me. So it's sexual energy, being in touch with this thing, this current that runs through us and, and gets us up every day, that gets us to be creative, that gets us to create life and、mm-hmm. and see colors and experience life. This human existence in such an amazing way is responsible for all of that. And if we don't take care of it, it won't be there for us. If we do take care of it, it will. Take care of us. Our immune system、mm-hmm. will be strong. We will be healthy. We'll live. We'll live longer, and we will feel wealthy. Not necessarily in money, but through this, through the riches that come through filling our love tank up with sexual energy, we're going to feel indestructible. Right. The daily feeling good. The, the daily you know, feeling no good. No rage when that car cuts you off. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's and then you can share、getting. it too. You know, it yeah, makes the world the a better place. Well, this is an important thing, and I think that, like, I, I do. I, I feel like we're in the midst of a se- sexual revolution again,、uh, and. I feel like yes, it's going from this mentality of sex is this sort of extra cherry on top thing about life, you know, that it's just that it's pleasure, it's it's eating chocolate, it's whatever, versus coming to this real understanding that no, it's an integral part of our humanity, and it's not just for for having babies and for having an orgasm. It's it's I think it's one of the most powerful and profound energies, and and it is I feel at the base of our creative. Juice, which is what we're here to do, right? To create. So it, it, I, it's so important. It, it's the thing that put us here in the first place. True. And if you believe the tantricas, is the thing that actually will guide you back to where you came from. If you want to get spiritual about this. Well, yeah, no, I. <laughs> and you can, and it's and it's yes, and I and I think、uh, death, the experience of death, transitioning into orgasm, death through even, orgasm,、yeah. even the、so、birth, very... orgasmic birth, is coming more and more into the media, right? Right. The, right. Yes. 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 And, yes. And, which is amazing that more and more women are able to have it. Yes. Which I think is telling of where we're at and what we're ready for. Just look at what the baby touches as it moves through the birth canal. Right. Everything that's involved in sexuality. I totally want to have an orgasm when I get. Oh, of course. I, I now want to strive for that. Once I, I heard it existed, I said, "Oh my god, I, I have to do it." But the other thing, I might have、don't... more than one baby if I don't succeed the first time. I'm going to be like, <laughs> "All right, I got to do that again." That is a selfish way. I learned I a lot. That you have another I child. I think round two, I'm going to get it. <laughs> be talking to little your little girl, be like, "Well, you came into the world because mommy wanted to have an orgasm." Sorry. Yeah, and then the, the she didn't, one, the so she、one. had to do it again. <laughs> no. Well, but look at this. I, mean, I don't want to be morbid or anything, but in our society, talking about death or illnesses is sounds morbid.、Right? Same thing. In、it's、other like, cultures, it's... it's not the case. They、right. witness transitioning as like a light show.、Mm-hmm. Oh、right. my God! Like energies just splitting and going in a certain way. And these tantric practices that I learned along the way, when I finally got it, that it's not about having better sex, which is a nice side effect. It's about Knowing where to go on the day of tra- transition, and it's like, oh my god, that changes lovemaking forever. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah.、Totally、I mean,、does. yeah, something I haven't actually thought about. So, thank you for bringing Wait, that to us. Oh my you, god! Can you repeat that again, so I can? I think you're talking about the full picture of life and your existence. Yes. So,、um, orgasmic energy is、yes. is the thing is the the spark that、yes. brings us here in the first place. Yes. Right. Yes. Because. Um, when the sperm meets the egg,、right. that's orgasmic energy right. right there, downloaded into the egg. Now, 
birthing. Birthing can happen in the same way. I've witnessed, I have some doula friends who say, oh my God, this is not, you know, a theory. This actually can happen because the baby, as it moves through the birth canal, touches all the areas that are involved in orgasm. Now, transitioning out of this human existence can be the same thing, only if you've done Mm, your work. I see what you're saying. If you've done the work. So if you've done tantric practices, yes, it doesn't have to be the suffering. That's the human experience, the suffering. The spirit doesn't yeah, experience it. rather than, right, than just another phase, which we know exists. Now, now, we all have experienced amazing sex, right? I hope so. Yes, yes. These peak experiences come very close to feeling like godlike or yeah. touching, oh my God, higher power, right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly it. You do these tantric practices to pave the way for the day when you transition. Wow. To pay the way for the wow. day. When you're, well, yes, because I feel like, and this has been my journey, I mean, uh, you know, being, what do I want to say? Too many thoughts. Okay, so being in the sex industry and stuff and, and all, everything that I've learned and gained and, and everything I've analyzed, this whole journey has been uh, so... I've learned so much and I've, I've spiritually and personally blossomed so much. And I think, I, well, first I think anything you do in life can be a, a teacher, quote unquote, or, or something to lead you down the path of, well, yeah, being able to experience death in a nirvanic way or, you know, whatnot. But, but I think sexuality is such a, hmm, like a direct and very intimate mirror. And I think it's a very, very powerful teacher and, and yes, reflector of what's going on inside. And, and so, I, so, yeah. Of I think how you live life. Of how you live life, of where your blocks are, which you is know? why I'm very excited to grow with this, pers- this partner, yeah. you know, because, uh, um, yeah, because it's, it, and it is. And I think this is something that's ignored and pushed to the side. But, you know, I don't come from a, like, a super woo-woo-y place. But I, but, Family-wise. Well, yeah, but raised. I mean, yes. Um, but through my experience... I, I resonate with all of the tantricas yes. and the yogis and all of this because what, my, what I've gained from my own experience and what I've discovered is exactly what, yeah. what a lot of others are saying. We're going to take we a, a mini break. break. Sorry, Diego's Tweet like... Tweet at TA Sex Talk. We're talking with Diego Walraff and we'll be back uh, to hear more about his sexological body work. <laughs> to T and A. Pushing boundaries. Right. Pushing boundaries with T and A. I'm T, your open relationship navigator. I'm A, your modern day courtesan. Tweet us at TA Sex Talk. We are with Diego Walraff. Is it Walraff or Walruff? 
No, Walraf sounds I kind fine. of like okay. saying Walraf. Walraf. I was like, Walraf. <laughs> 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 that was very good. <laughs> wow. Maybe we should call you that. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> you don't do that in bed, do you? <laughs> Oh, only a mask. Only I if actually I... sometimes have done it. Yeah, I could see that. Not not as a doggy, <laughs> but I turn into an animal sometimes. Like animal sounds will come sure. out of me. Wow. Yeah, that's I've like done that too. like that's Diego like, animal or like oh, like an any... Uber animal, like Ooh. a gigantic cat just biting into the shoulder. And, uh, oh, that you know, like feels that amazing. Thing. The yeah. shoulder bite. Oh. A friend oh. once told me about seeing these lions. You know, on yeah. safari, having sex or, yeah. you know, mating. And, and the male, like, oh. did that. He put his paw on the female. Oh. No, and then and then bit the shoulder, yeah. like, oh, yeah. in oh, this sort of tender. Super sexy. Yeah. Oh. Submission. Dominant submission. <sighs> yes. Diego, you wanted to say something. I do. Uh, when Tantra comes up, I just want to maybe shift it a little bit yes. um, and clarify. I've been experiencing Tantra for over 15 years, most specifically the path of skydancing Tantra. And they even try to eliminate the word Tantra because it's misunderstood in our culture. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it's sold as, you know, tools for better lovemaking and things like that. And, well, and while that's... Hmm? Sting is now like you and, know associated, you know, and that's lovely, myth. right? But it's much more than that. And sometimes the simpler explanation is much better. So where I go up to Harbin Hot Springs, <gasps> I go there too. Yeah, <laughs> it's I've the never been. Institute for Ecstatic Living. Oh, so right, yeah. if you they look at that it. Institute for Ecstatic Living, Tantra teaches us to be fully awake in all of our senses, so that this human experience can be experienced to our full capacity. Or even expanded to something that we didn't know was possible. Mm-hmm. This to me is Tantra. Right? So it's not woo-woo. It's very, very tangible as in, okay, what can you do to enhance the sense of smell, the sense of touch, right? The, the sense of seeing and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, and thereby improving or upgrading your, your human operating system to have a much better experience than what you ever thought would be possible. Mm-hmm. And because we talked about sexuality being so important for life, for health, for creation. longevity, creation, anything, it's our second chakra, it's our right. creative center. Many of us human beings run around with a blockage around it, with trauma around sexuality. And, and, and I, when I witnessed that, I experienced deep sadness because I go, oh my God, like possibly life it appears to you in that way too, kind of like in, in, in like in a half a like half an order, or you know, I, I can't experience the full this because of such and such. You become the story of whatever happened to you, or mm-hmm. something like that. And and why I don't know, but it touches me deeply, mm-hmm. and I want to step in and somehow facilitate some kind of opening so that this full experience can be had. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's where my work comes in as a sexological body worker, and it is teaching mindful touch it is teaching about getting in touch with your sexual energy you know consciously and allowing it to run through your body and not connect it with fantasy but to be like oh wow it's doing this oh my god i had no idea i could oh do that and wow i'm feeling this tingly sensation in my whatever right and we do all these modalities that involve breath work movement touch and i do something very geeky called pelvic release work so i do a lot of work inside the pelvis imagine having a pap you know you, you all have done sure. a pap, pap smear right two minutes in and out with like steel instruments when i witnessed that i'm like oh my god no wonder so many women have so much trauma around this kind of stuff i would love for this work to be as acceptable as going to the OBGYN for a pap smear right spend an hour and a half in the pelvis yes. and get to know yeah. yourself 
mm. like really breathe into these areas that feel knobby or naughty or or oh there's a pain oh my god because I, yeah it's just like having a massage because you can hold so much energy in your in your in your like second chakra area and you can talk because, about it forever and yeah. never leave your body until because until. we have so many creation issues. Yes. And well, I will say this. I do think of sex kind of as a deep massage as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and we talk about help. Ido and if I get like do it helpfully. and these various yeah. issues that I always find sex relieves. And yes. again, that people don't really talk about fully either, like the positive health benefits of it. Right. But to even push. circumstances. Right. right. Exactly. Right. And, I, and I just wanted to step in and say that, um, that this isn't just for oh, having a better orgasm or having a better relationship with your partner, I will, like, just to sort of westernize this a little bit, I feel like when you go through an experience of this kind of healing, um, I mean, it ha- the effects are all over your life, right? So if you're a business person, like, w- my experience has just, has been such an incredible growth in my, like, is this a word? Perceptibility? No, my perceiving. Make it one. Perception. <laughs> my perception. Thank you. <laughs> Brain fart. My per- I like perceptibility. <laughs> I love that. I do it all the time. Anyway, make up words. My dad sure, yeah, calls that it, can be very freeing. My dad calls it pooing the word. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so my per- my perception of others, my sensitivity to to my perception of others. So I go into a meeting and I'm like the freaking maestro, knowing what everyone's underbelly intentions are and everything, and so, which puts me in a place of power to navigate well, right? Um, to feel confident about it. Right, and to know what's going on. And aware on. of what you're sensing, being able to interpret that. Yes. Also, has been there's been incredible growth in, in my sense of autonomy. So being able to, like... Stand on my own two feet, but but having trust in myself and being an autonomous individual and like declaring my my space instead of asking for permission, which I think as a woman is a very important thing, yeah, especially okay. in career and stuff, and also creatively, it's been fucking off the charts. So I'm just saying again to westernize it because it's not just about having sex. Again, it's talking about bringing the sexual energy into your life in a more consistent, solid way. I, yeah. I think we so should. So I just tap, wanted to share that. Sorry, yes, and I agree, and I think we should bring tap into the sexual source, the sexual currency on a on a daily basis. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. It doesn't m- mean that you you need to fuck like little rabbits all the time. No, it means get in touch with this thing that drives you. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. We take better care of our cars than than our own mm. body in this sense. Yeah, we do. You know, we do <laughs> yeah. the oil change because the, the you know otherwise the engine will fail. We'll do the this because the engine will fail. And for ourselves, we don't do that. We don't view it in this way. We uh, don't. We don't. And I think we waste a lot of our sexual energy. Oh, God. tremendously. Yes. yes, especially men. Yes. What do you mean? What? Why men, especially? Well, we, we grow up in a culture where, let's say, as teenagers, you know, we discover um, orgasm and ejaculation. And then I remember these games, like, who can come the quickest? Who can squirt the farthest? And that kind of thing. And a lot of men today with porn culture and so forth, it's like, you know, they need to get off. And they train themselves to come quickly. And, and Mantak Chia really teaches us to harness our ejaculation. And the, the gains from that, oh my God, like you operate in a whole different system now and now you become really compatible with women. You, become, you can become multi-orgasmic and, and you basically never run out of steam. I just had an epiphany, you guys. I was just talking about this with, with a friend about, uh, okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. My point is, uh, touching on what you said about 
Yeah. Why? Like, okay, men waste their energy. How do men waste their energy? Well, they're, they're, for men, it's very easy and evident when they orgasm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for women, typically speaking, it's harder to get to the place of climax. But I wonder if the imbalance is seen as like, so for like, quote unquote, wasting our sexual energy for men, it's giving it too much and giving it too frequently or just letting it go, letting it go, letting it go when they're stimulated by anything. And for women, I'm wondering if, if that same, somehow, that same uh, imbalance is actually represented by an inward turn to where their sexuality just turns off. Yeah. Right. Which they is stop. what they every don't exercise it client enough. in my room talks about is happening with their wife or their right. partner. Sure. It just turns off and everyone says it's normal. It's not fucking normal. No. Right. It's, it's not, not This is not normal. No. Look, I, I don't care. I, I, I know menopause is a, is, a, is a thing, but it, it, it's no, not. No, but no, well, no. but there's, there's evidence of women's sex drive peaking after that. Not peaking, but increasing as well because they actually have higher testosterone than, I mean, you know, and but what I mean is there are plenty of people having menopause and still having lots of sex. Oh. Yeah. I I agree that I look I felt the ebb and flow in myself. I mean, you have these moments where you're kind of yeah shutting down, and what is that energy depletion in a way? And I think it often, if you check in with yourself, there are things that you can point to that are that are creating that. Sure. I, I want yes. to chime into normal. Actually, it is normal in the way we've created our lives. Yes, this okay? is true. It's actually normal as in my body's response responding to circumstances that I've created. Mm-hmm. It's completely mm-hmm. perfect. And that's why I say there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing needs to be fixed. I'm not the healer, even though we call it sexual healing. But we can point out a couple of elements and go, hey, how about we explore this? It's a goalless session, goalless practice. If we engaged in sex more without actually having to reach a specific outcome, just play to play, just tap into the energy to tap into the energy, wow, we would all be winners. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. And we would make make huge discoveries along the way, you know, which are priceless. Yeah, I agree. That's so nice. I don't have anything else to say on I that. I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> I've been I feel like we've hit on so many oh, great things. Yeah, I'm I'm deeply touched by being able to do this work after coming from you know profound healing myself. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. And so you know, especially it seems like lately I get to work with a lot of women who've experienced sexual abuse and rape mm-hmm. in their lives. So for them, sessions like these don't seem like oh my god, this is going to be super sexy and it's going to be a lot of fun. No. I mean, all the concerns are going to come up, and, sure. and how do I deal with those, right? So I have these little bowls in front of me. I, I also do something called sound healing, yes. and it's got nothing to do with woo-woo stuff. It may look a little woo-woo because these are Tibetan bowls and sound and vibrational healing, but when you place these bowls on the body, our bodies, biochemically and so forth, they respond to this vibration because we're 70 yes. to 80% water. Right. And if you see what the Germans have conducted uh, as far as research around sound and vibration and how the body responds to this, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Uh, we may have experienced also or heard of Masuro Emoto, this Japanese yes, dude. I love his right? work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he exposes water to specific vibration, spoken yes. word, music, uh, images, right, and, and so forth. Their structure. And yeah. you go under the microscope and you go, oh my God. Look how beautiful this is when exposed to this beautiful vibration. And that's what I do. Okay, so my experience of that was at a at a nightclub during a concert, and there was actually these giant speakers, and they were vibrating. And when I leaned on them, I had sort of this spiritual epiphany. I mean, as silly as that sounds, but it was the vibrations. I've never felt something so incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. People come to sessions and have spiritual epiphanies. I don't push anything onto them. People allow their own spirituality to come out or forget it. Leave right. it out, out the right. door. Jay, can I ask you a question? In your sessions, are you like a, do you sometimes act as a sex surrogate or do you sometimes touch and get, or is that per request? Or do yeah, you, so what, my sessions, so I have to be really, really clear here. Yes. As a sexological body worker, certified sexological body worker, I abide by the rules of the Association for Certified Sexological Body Workers. It's approved by the State Board of Education as a real profession. And we're allowed to touch people and working with people um, on this sexual level. Mm -hmm. The touch is one directional. Mm -hmm. I'm fully clothed. Mm -hmm. And uh, the sessions happen on a massage table. Okay. This is the structure of the session. And then there's communication and everything else right. you want to feel in between. But these boundaries need to be in place in order for it to be a classical sexological bodywork session. Okay. Great. I love, I, for anybody out there who um, feels like they know someone, I, I can think of 10 people um, who could use, I feel like the, who could totally use you in their lives. Oh and I'm just in that capacity. And uh, so I'm just grateful like to have discovered you. Thank because you. Because you do, he has, you have a wonderful energy and, um, and he's also, like I said, very cute, which makes it easy <laughs> for women who have had who have issues or who are held up or whatever. And it's, so you're very approachable and loving and gentle, but you know, anyway. And non well, yeah, Oh, did you have, I, I no. was thinking about, you know, yeah, if I went to a session, I think much in the way, even when I'm picking just a, someone to do a regular massage, mm -hmm. there's almost timidity that I have, or, you know, the fear of like, well, are we going to, you know, is it going to work? Who am I going to? Yeah. I mean, so kind of what you're saying, you must, you do have these women, you've had this experience where these women come with a, a lot of trauma and they, do they sort of explain that setup to you? And then, yeah. you know, you start slow with some vibrating sometimes bowls. I start, and, yeah. Sometimes people come, a lot of people come through referral. Mm -hmm. I have a website, and then there's also the Association for Sexological Bodywork, and people sometimes Google sexual healing, and eventually they'll find me. Mm -hmm. A lot of women report they run around with my number for about a year until they summon the courage to <laughs> sure. actually call. Yeah. And there is no judgment on this end. It's like, when you're ready, you're ready for something like this. I just had someone fly down from Sacramento for three days. She wanted three sessions in a row, yeah. and we did like three, three hour sessions right. uh, on three days back to back. And her life, according to her, is completely altered. Wow. And, you know, um, Wow, I mean, that I can do this work is amazing. Yeah. Do you feel, is there, you know, I know, A, we've had these conversations with you about the energy exchange that you'll have maybe with your clients. Yes. Do you, um, Diego, find that sometimes it can be draining or, you know, how do you stay energetically fulfilled or yeah. does it fulfill back? Yeah, I, I do a lot of practices around energy work. I've done, you know, for 20 years, um, Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, blah, blah. I feel like I can stay out energetically out of these things, but I'm a human being. So energy flows through me and back into the person. You know, I won't drain them. They won't drain me. It's perfect. Okay. Um, we have, uh, we have our... Running short on time? We are. Are we doing this? Can yes, I say, let's can I do say our... the website? Yes, perhaps, yes. People... So I have a website we called uh, com. And, or you Google my name, Diego Walrath, and then maybe sexual healing or tantra or something like that. You'll find me through Google. Okay, awesome. And, uh, thank, you, thank you, Diego. We're going to have you draw a question from our Kiss and Tell tank. Okay. And, and then, then, yes, you will answer on the blog. But if you could read, read the question read that you draw. Read the question and we'll video your answer after. Okay. Don't tell us yet. All right. All right, Diego. See. Can we have light? Lights, oh, yeah. please. Lights, <laughs> lights. Um, Describe your first experience with oral sex. Who, when, where. <laughs> Stay tuned. Go to our website, pushingboundarieswithta.com, to check out Diego's answer. Diego, 
You're awesome. Thank yes. you for being here. That was a really fun conversation. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's it. Um, tweet us at TA Sex Talk. Check out uh, blah, blah, blah. We'll see you next week. Yeah, ciao. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>